Project Management Insights, providing project managers with professional development in the interpersonal skills areas of leadership, team building and communication. Hi, today I want to talk about team culture and motivation. I was rereading a book by Daniel Pink called Drive in which he quotes Jim Collins who wrote the book Good to Great and it's all about how companies go from being good companies to great companies. And Jim Collins speaks about the four basic principles for creating a culture where self-motivation can flourish. And when I read reread these particular things, I thought how applicable they were to us as leaders in the project management space as well, which is why I've decided to share them with you in this podcast today. So these four basic practices work if you consider that this is the way that you approach leading your team. The number one practice is lead with questions, not answers. And when I sat and thought about this, I started to think about what that would mean. And what I realized is that when I ask questions, specifically in areas where something's gone wrong, there's been a problem, an issue's arisen, delivery hasn't occurred. I mean, there are a number of different instances in your project where there is an opportunity to ask a question rather than uh, come back with an answer. So you might already have an idea in your head of what's happened. That's an answer. And rather than putting that out there, turn it around and ask a question. Ask a question of the team member about what happened. Why did that occur? Is there a reason for blah, 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 whatever it is. Frame whatever you are going to say as a question rather than an answer and see what happens. The second practice is engage in dialogue and debate, not coercion. This was interesting too when I think about the fact that there's times when I've been up against a time frame, under pressure, under pressure to deliver, and I've used coercion to try and get the team to turn things around quickly, to make changes that are required, to come along to my point of view, you know, all sorts of different ways that I would try to coerce them to shift what's occurred on the project. And yet what he's recommending is to have a discussion with the team members and debate whether, you know, things should be this way or that way. And I can see how that would be valuable because then they 
the team members would feel as if they were part of the decision-making process and that they have had an input into the output and what was going to be delivered rather than being coerced into doing it in a way that they didn't feel comfortable with, they didn't agree with, they didn't believe was going to work. It would be better if we came to mutual agreement around what was going to happen and then they would be motivated to get on and fix things or make the change or get on with the deliverable. I can see how it would uh, develop self-motivation with team members. The third basic principle is to conduct autopsies without blame. This brings me back to double loop learning, which I have used myself before when there's been a problem uh, that that occurred, uh, something went wrong. And what I noticed is it works because these autopsies that are about let's look at what happened, how it happened, and put all of the details out in a detailed or like an autopsy with, you know, very specific um, manners of information that's gleaned rather than blaming someone and saying that it was this one's fault and that one's fault. I mean, that's not productive. And so going into detailed autopsy in which there, if you specifically, if you use a double loop method, which really works, then it's valuable. And again, it creates a motivation for people to change their behavior, change the way they do things, see that they're not being blamed and therefore they're more inclined to change their habits and it motivates them to do things differently the next time. So it is a valuable way of going about making change. Now, the fourth basic principle that he has is to build red flag mechanisms And Daniel explains, in other words, make it easy for employees and customers to speak up when they identify a problem. And I like this. I've used this principle myself. This is about building trust and having everyone know that they are not going to be blamed if there is a problem and they raise a red flag that if something's falling behind, I want to know about it as soon as possible so that we can come up with a strategy for making the change that's required to get it back on track. This is about working together, working collaboratively, and self-motivation in this instance is about them feeling comfortable enough and trusted enough to be able to speak up and raise that red flag as soon as they notice something's going pear-shaped before it absolutely fully goes pear-shaped. So each of these principles to me work and practices work really, really well for a team and they do, in my own experience, generate more self-motivation for change, for trust, for discussion and dialogue and open conversation and this ultimately leads to better teamwork. So give these four basic principles a go and see what changes you notice in the motivation level of your team and in the way that issues and problems are approached when they, you know, as they're beginning to occur rather than waiting until they become real, real problems. Thank you for listening to this Project Management Insights podcast. 
be sure to visit projectmanagementinsight.com and sign up for our monthly newsletter or to receive updates on upcoming training. 